0: So thanks so much for joining me for Career Up Now's Socially Distanced Close-Ups Israel Edition. To start, would you care to share with me the brief story of your journey to becoming the International Vice President of Educational Strategy for Birthright Israel?
1: Uh, That path started not long after I concluded my army service uh, in my early 20s when I decided to study, uh, go and study Land of Israel studies at bar Ilan University in Israel. And when I completed that degree, I started working as a tour guide in Israel, and very quickly found a great affinity with educational tourism, which means educational tourism for young Jewish adults from abroad, mainly from English speaking countries and mainly from the North American continent. That led to an immersive experience with such uh, groups, which in turn has led to be becoming a shaliach, an emissary, an educational emissary on behalf of the Jewish Agency uh, to North America. In 1993, I became the international shaliach for BBYO, the largest Jewish youth organization in the world, even to this day. I had wonderful, wonderful three years with BBYO, working with thousands of teenagers, Jewish teenagers throughout North America, and even at certain times outside of North America, around the world. And one time, I gave a lecture at Brandeis University as a sheliach. Then I met two wonderful professors there. One of them was the late... Bernie Reisman, Professor Bernie Reisman. And the other one was his colleague and later on to become my great mentor, Professor Joseph Reimer. And they talked and they told me about a wonderful program that they have there at the Hornstein Program for Jewish Communal Service and Jewish Education. And we discussed me joining that program, which I subsequently did two years later. And in 1998, I joined the birthright at the Brandeis family, and did a joint degree there in Jewish communal services and Jewish education here, Eastern Studies, and from there continued to pursue my doctoral degree in Jewish thought at the University of Michigan. While I was doing that, I was already lecturing and talking about a myriad of issues concerning Jewish philosophy, Jewish thought, Jewish education, philosophy of education, and others around the world. And Upon finishing my doctorate seven years later, I started teaching at Oberlin College in Ohio, and then I was approached by a dear colleague of mine, a great, another great name in the field of Jewish education, Professor Barry Chazan, who was my mentor and my colleague. I already taught also at the Spurtis Institute for Judaic Studies in Chicago. And Barry at the time was the chief education officer of Birthright Israel. And he had been doing that for 10 years since the program's inception two decades ago. And asked me, offered me to assume the position of the VP of Education, go in so he can gradually leave and move on to other things. He's a very, very prolific and busy individual, which I subsequently decided to do after Birthright Israel decided that it's interested in hiring me. And I've been in this position now for 10 years, since 2010. And I can safely say that it was a very, very, very good decision that I've made in retrospect. Although I enjoyed the academia very, very much, and I still miss it to a certain degree.
0: And so I know my birthright trip was canceled this past June due to the pandemic, but for birthright as a whole, what were some new challenges or opportunities that you saw from COVID and the whole pandemic?
1: First of all, I truly believe that in every challenge also presents new opportunities. And sometimes it pushes you to think creatively. Sometimes where everything works according to plan, you start to become complacent. And then when things go on a disarray of some sort, all of a sudden it ignites your creative (coughs) uses and forces you to think outside the box. And Birthright Israel is no exception, just like hundreds and thousands of Jewish organizations worldwide and and non-Jewish. I mean, this is a worldwide pandemic. So just like virtually almost every organization on earth needed to rethink about what he does, Birthright is, of course, no exception. We are now, the pandemic caught us in the celebration of our 20th anniversary with 750,000 graduates to count, expecting another 50,000 in the year 220, And all of a sudden this corona came and everything came to a halt. So obviously at first, you know, there is the short run and then the medium run and then the long run. First is just wrapping your mind around what's happening and trying to find short-term solutions in order to make sure that you're capable of ensuring the continued operation of the organization and continued contact with our hundreds of thousands of graduates. Our CEO, Gidi Mark, uh, was very adamant right from the get-go to make sure that Birthright Israel remains on the cutting edge offerings both to its graduates and to prospective participants whose trips were canceled. And like many other organizations, we looked to the virtual world, to technology, in order to compensate for the what I call the presence of physical absence. Obviously, our trips could not go. You know it. Like everybody else, you wanted to go and we couldn't, have, uh, we couldn't take you. As time progressed and we realized that corona is not going to leave in a month or two, we needed to start thinking more strategically. And here, a number of things that our CEO wanted to make sure that are on the ground. First of all, it was very important to sustain the integrity of the organization as an organization and to bring everybody within the organization to start thinking creatively about how to enforce our vision and mission statements intact while not being able to deliver the number one product, which we are celebrated for, which is of course the educational trips to Israel. So we made a lot of efforts to create virtual platforms where we first of all, send a message of solidarity, responsibility, a warm invitation to share feelings, thoughts, anxieties, trepidations which engulf the entire world and work with our graduates and with the prospective participants to know that first we are all in this together and we're doing everything possible under the cautious optimism fully knowing that this too shall pass. The second step was to really start building such platforms one example is creating group reunions of past participants where past participants can now meet their peers from previous trips to Israel and talk to one another, share their both anxieties and hopes, talk about how it feels to be secluded at home with social distancing, and really find what are the unifying factors in this condition and how can we be work together as members of the extended Birthright Israel family in order to not only go through this together, but also assist one another. Other programs such as the Birthright Israel Excel program, which is a very lucrative internship, 10 week project in Israel. We actually just finished one. The 2020 year Excel program obviously did not come to Israel, but I'm happy to say that we ran a very, very successful program online with all of its components, all of its components went online the mentorship the internship the work the everything and the feedback that we got from uh, the 50 participants who were chosen to partake in that in that program were extremely extremely positive having said that we're also aware of the fact of uh, what is now starting to be known as the zoom fatigue we realized that talking like this the way you and i are talking right now i mean i don't know about you but i've been doing this today for eight hours straight and speaking, lecturing, meeting people, talking to people from the distance, and sometimes the cold medium of a computer takes its toll. So it's obvious to us as a leading educational enterprise that we need to think very creatively and boldly about how do we bolster the effectiveness of the technological landscapes and, tech and media outlets and do so in a manner that is both engaging, creative. And really kind of meets, heads on, this Zoom fatigue and allows a rejuvenation of technological offerings in order for more and more participants and more and more members of the Jewish community willing to take part in our offerings. Like everybody else, we are far from resolving these issues because the currency of the corona era, I think, is probably uncertainty and ambiguity. It is no different in Israel than it is in the U.S. and many other parts of the world. So there is a learning curve that is highly contingent upon cautious optimism, strategic planning, and the willingness to be both creative and flexible. And as such, I think that Birthright Israel is doing a tremendous job in trying to maintain and sustain these prerequisites in order to remain at the forefront of Jewish educational organizations in the world.
0: I guess making the shift online and trying to still keep Birthright providing some sort of programming? Were there any specific teaching moments for you that you came across?
1: First of all, I always believed in the beauty and the sheer importance of person-to-person contact. I think that today the world, even those who are much more in favor of uh, individualism and, and being secluded sometimes, understand the sheer importance. We are social creatures. and We are physical creatures. We need physical contacts. We need social gatherings. We need that eye-to-eye connection. We need the touch. We need the feeling. We need the, the human interaction. So fully understanding that right now, social distancing and working from afar is the reality. We try to, one of the learning that we had is to try and create digital platforms that are not only informative, but also very interactive in their construction. In other words, where people are not merely on the receiving end, but actually people have a real sense of ownership over the, over the digital platform and they can change the outcome of the session. So for example, we're now working on virtual tours of Israel that are contingent upon the viewer's decision-making in real time. The viewer can decide where we're going. Mm -hmm. So he or she can decide whether we're going to the Dead Sea or we're going to Masada or we're going to Jerusalem or we're going to the North. And they have an actual say in the trajectory or the evolution of the educational program. Another learning curve was that people really need to feel a sense of mutual responsibility and camaraderie. I mean, the ability of Birthright Israel to offer such an umbrella of connections throughout the world with 750,000 graduates in nearly 70 countries worldwide, what Birthright Israel is capable of delivering and giving to people. And we've done that. We had sessions where we brought people from different parts of the world to try and demonstrate how people from radically different backgrounds, radically different countries are still facing the same dilemmas, same questions. In other words, perpetual quest For what are the things that unify us rather than what are the things that differentiate between us? That is especially important in a culture today, which is unfortunately incredibly divisive and sometimes polarized. And for Mm -hmm. us as educators, we want to also focus on the unifying elements of social discourse, not only the polarizing elements
0: of, of social discourse. And what would you say is one core value that guides your life as a whole? Unity does not equal uniformity. One value that
1: I've always believed in, in my opinion, is also a profound value in Jewish life, is that unity among people is a value. Uniformity between people has never been a value. We're not supposed to think alike. We're not supposed to look alike. We're not supposed to dress alike. We're not supposed to pray alike. We're not supposed to believe alike at all. Even more than that, the diversity of opinions is the fuel that ignites the vitality of human life. For me, I believe that difference in opinions is not a threat to social cohesion. Indifference is a threat to social cohesion. But for me, as an educator, as an Israeli, as a person, and as a Jew, and as an educator, of course, it is always important to celebrate difference of opinions as a launchpad for a meaningful, in-depth, ongoing conversation about truly important issues that we need to deal with, starting from politics, to religion, to ideology, to life, to relationships, to gender orientation, to sexual orientation, to whatever it is, to social justice, to tikun olam, whatever it is that matters to people, no matter who they are.
0: And prior to your time as an educator and now with Birthright, what would you say is one thing you wish you had known before starting your career?
1: One thing I wish I had known before starting my career? That's a great question. I wish I had realized earlier that human beings are far more complex and intriguing than any theory about human beings. In other words, that there is an element in the human condition that will always keep keep me on my toes, will always remain a mystery to be unveiled. There is something very humbling about that knowledge. When you realize that your engagement in life is not with products, is not with information, it's not with content, but rather with human souls, with human minds, with human hearts, with human feelings, that's something that is truly, in the full sense of the word, awesome. It fills my heart with awe at the complexity, the beauty, and the enigma of the human soul. And as such, it, it ensures that I will, I will never be bored as an educator.
0: And if a college student or a young professional were to be moving to Israel, what would be your one piece of advice for them?
1: There will be a lot of pieces of advice for them. One of them is to have a healthy balance between the somewhat romantic view of making Aliyah and coming to the Jewish homeland on the one hand, which is important and healthy and definitely warranted, in a more pragmatic, practical outlook on what one wants to do here and how one wants to further his or her interests and career and life in Israel. Israel is a wonderful place for people who seek up careers in a, in a myriad of professions, but always like in any other thing, always do your homework, talk to people who've done this before you, If find circles of reference that you can consult and try to dig a bit deeper in order to have some sort of an understanding of what it is you're looking for. So those you come into contact in Israel may be able to assist and help you to the best of their ability.
0: Great, well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom on today's podcast. And I wish you the best in the future.
1: Thank you. And I wish all of us good health and God willing, we'll uh, we'll meet each other physically face to face one day. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.